welcome everyone to episode 335 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Corey. Just me and Corey for right now. Will is supposedly joining us later. Uh, and Eric's wife has been having uh, some serious contractions all day. So it's possible she could go into child labor at any point. So uh, he is also not, not with us tonight. Our main topic for the day for the this week's episode is going to be life is strange before the storm the final part came out for uh part three i guess came out was it yesterday yesterday the, the 20th yeah um so we figured now was a good time to to play it and talk about it uh i know like i don't know about you Corey, but i like to wait until all the parts are out i don't like to wait months or even a month in between the, the parts when they i like to play them as close together as possible so yeah i'm with you on that for sure I always wait for these types of games. Uh, do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? I don't think I played anything new. No, I did. I did see Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and I was oh. kind of hoping Eric was here to to chat with me about it—a spoiler-free chat. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, that's not the case. But I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that later on. But uh, as far as games go, nothing, nothing new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than play... other than Life is Strange. Right. Yeah, I didn't really play anything new either. I played a little more Xenoblade Chronicles too. I've been playing Stardew Valley, and uh, I've I played quite a bit of Near Automata a couple nights ago, uh, trying to get that finished before I complete my thummies. Um, that being one of the more important games I've I guess I've played all year, so I've been trying to finish that up too. So yeah, coming down to the wire, Dan. Five days yep. till the thummies are due. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm not going to get everything done that I wanted to, but me neither. Not even close. But you know what? We we play what we can and. That's that's how we roll. So anyway, life is strange before the storm. So this takes place three years before the events of the first life is strange. Corey, how much did you end up getting to play? Uh, I almost beat it. I almost finished episode three. I was really close. Um, I was trying to beat it, but I knew I had I knew we were recording at eight thirty tonight and I also had to still walk the dog. Yeah. So I put it down at about eight fifteen and then I uh, ran Fiona out for her walk and then I sat down here to play or to podcast. So Okay. Real um, close to finishing it. Oh good. I'm glad to hear that. Because I, I played through most of the first episode. I'm almost done with the first episode. So okay. I didn't even quite complete the first episode. Uh but I feel feel like that gives me a good a decent uh idea of what the game's going to be about you know yeah probably not because <laughs> they they tend to throw things at you but yeah y- yes and no um i think relationship and character wise yes but there uh there are some bigger plot elements that sort of unfold as you play sure no surprises there so yeah um if you played life is strange the first one the uh, persona of Rachel Amber kind of is floating in and out throughout the entire five-part series. Uh, she's a mi- missing girl uh, at the beginning of the first episode, and you kind of you kind of learn more about her backstory and her her relationship with Chloe as the game unfolds. This game, uh, at least what I've played so far, is about Rachel Amber and Chloe's relationship. Right, Corey? Indeed. Well, I think uh, at the beginning of the first one, she's missing, right? What? Or at the at the beginning of the uh, original Life is Strange game. She's yeah. the, the girl, she's the poster yep. on the wall, the yep. milk carton girl. And yep. I'm actually surprised to hear that this took place three years before. But now that you you said that, I think 
it kind of makes sense now. I was I was half hoping at the end of episode three, like it would be the scene where Chloe runs into to Max in the bathroom or something like oh, that. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, but that's not I, the case. Uh, I guess if you, I guess if you buy the deluxe version, there's a scene, uh, an extra. I don't know if it's a full episode or like a half episode, but it's uh, playing as young Max Caulfield. Interesting. Yeah, which I kind of want to buy that. Okay. So. Yeah, um, I'd be curious to see what that. But all yeah, about. in the game, instead of obviously you don't play as as Max Caulfield, you play as as Chloe in this game. Uh, the the main difference, at least for me, to this point, is not having the time travel ability that Max Caulfield has. Yeah, uh, it's just what happens happens, and you just have to roll with it. You can't rewind events, uh, or you know, at least uh, and in Life is Strange, there was times where you couldn't rewind events in the first one. Uh, but you know this one it's it there's there's none of that it's just the 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 special kind of gameplay hook is is chloe's ability to it's it's, is it called the back talk mode back talk back talk mode and it's uh chloe kind of being sassy i guess yeah for lack of a better word and uh you know she uses her ability to be a wise ass yeah yeah so i i think uh gameplay wise it's not as you mentioned, Dan, that time travel ability was the main uh, interaction you had in the in the game world, the main the main gameplay element. Yep. Uh, and and I'll admit, I was a little skeptical going into this game, uh, and that that being one of the reasons, the fact that that whole gameplay mechanic I knew wouldn't exist in this game. Um, yep. Does the backtalk ability make up for it? Not really in a gameplay sense, but yeah. some of uh, Chloe's witticisms are pretty good and pretty yeah. entertaining. Yeah, oh yeah. So I mean, she has a she has an angsty teen mouth on her like <laughs> no other. Uh, so it, it is it is entertaining. Uh, yeah. I, I am. I guess I'm glad this is only three episodes. You know, it's I think uh, a whole what was the last one six six five. episodes five episodes of of uh, without lacking that time travel ability where you can. Um, you know, explore dialogue trees that you weren't able to explore in the past and stuff. I think yeah. I wouldn't be able to, I think, I don't think this game would be able to sustain the quality that that game sustained without it. Yeah, I agree. And the, the time travel ability added puzzle elements in the end in, into it too. You know, you had to solve mysteries for, you know, so to speak. And uh, yeah, that's definitely missing from, mm-hmm. from this game, at least what, what, I, what I've come across so far. There's a little bit of that, but it's not nearly as, at least I, in my opinion, well, well fleshed out as, as the first one. The puzzle elements are are pretty light, uh, if at all. Yep. If at all, there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit weird for me to play as this game because or play this game and play as Chloe, uh, because I was at least as a person can relate a lot more to Max Caulfield. Right. Uh, her being like kind of a shy and quiet introvert. That's that's how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was immediately. I don't know if I if I played this one first if I would like the series as much. Just because uh, Chloe's kind of in your face and always getting into trouble, uh, that's not me at all. Probably fun to play, you know, fun to play in a game. But uh, it was definitely easier for me to relate to to Max Caulfield. Yeah, definitely. And and for me, uh, I mentioned how I was really skeptical about this game. Uh, another reason being that, like you said, Dan, there's no Max Caulfield, and I'm like, I'm gonna play a Life is Strange game without Max Caulfield. Hold yeah. the phone. Yeah. And then like knowing it was about like chloe price being the main character i'm like ah i wasn't that crazy about chloe in the first game yeah and then to find out they changed the voice actor yes i was like i wanted to talk about that too the the cards are majorly stacked against life is strange before the storm 
yeah, I, I was really hoping Will would get a chance to play because Will actively hated Chloe. Like I liked Chloe. Right. Uh, she was she was you know a train wreck as a friend and as a person in in Life is Strange, uh, but I did like her. You know she was uh, loyal and uh, you know for all of her faults was was it was a good friend. So yeah, but Will Will actively hated Chloe. So it'd be it'll be interesting to see what he ultimately thinks about Life is Strange before the storm. Definitely. I uh, I actually I plan to text him and uh, recommend that he play it. <laughs> if that's any indication of of my thoughts on the game. Yeah, I mean, and right off the bat, uh, I should say too, uh, I I played I played it on my Steam Link. My wife was very interested in watching. She played the first four parts of the of the first game, uh, but it was way too stressful for her. After the fourth part, the the twist ending of the fourth part, she's like, I can't. Yeah. I can't play this anymore. Uh, so I explained to her the ending, but she was, she's still into the characters and into the story. Uh, so she was very interested when I was, when I was playing and Chloe just like another reason why it's hard for me to relate to Chloe is she just puts her, puts herself in bad situations constantly. Yeah. Like I just, as a person, I would never have put myself right at the beginning. You know, she kind of, uh, f- by force of personality gets herself into like a shady rock concert. Uh, like I would have just, I wouldn't have even gone to that shady rock concert, you know, like, so that's, that's weird. And it's like, Chloe has the, the choice between two bad choices, you know, it's like, I mean, and, and even if you did go to that, that creepy rock concert, you would go with somebody, you know, she shows up alone, which is crazy. (laughs) Go with someone. Probably if the bouncer gave me any crap about not letting me in, I probably would have just left. Okay, sir. I'll go right home. Sorry. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to waste your yeah. time. Yeah. And that's the, that's the very first thing you do is you do the back talk with the bouncer to get into that rock concert. Yeah, to kind of so. kind of walk you through the mechanic. Uh, while we're on the subject of, of what you're talking about, Dan, I had my girlfriend play it, too, because um, she was mildly interested in the first game. I think she watched me play an episode or two. So I said, for this one, you know, it's only 16 bucks. I'll buy it. We can play it together. And I had her play. Uh, play like the first half hour or so and then we had to stop for something and then we were talking about it in mixed company and she said it was a dumb game and it kind of hurt my feelings and soured me on us playing together so then i just started playing on my on my own so kind of a bummer but i'll say that's all right that stinks she was also when she played though she was like beelining to the objectives which is the opposite of how i play these kind of games because yeah. it is like if you're if you're investigating everything, you do pick up bio, or yeah, you pick up dialogue options uh, that you can use on on characters later on. So yeah. for me to just beeline to to watch her beeline to the objectives, I'm like, oh no, we're not going to get the best ending because of how you're playing this. So yeah, uh, the OCD part of me was was a little bit glad, but maybe you know maybe she'll want to revisit it and we can play through it again together at some point. Yeah, not just that, but you miss out on a lot of the character building stuff, you know, because like when Chloe sees something and reads it like her thought, you know, you you hear her thoughts on whatever it is. Yeah. And that fills out her character. And, and, you know, there's a couple places where you could put graffiti uh, at the very beginning of the game, which, you know, is a very Chloe price thing to do. And, um, you know, it's uh, and entertaining, you know, because like you said, Chloe is a very. Uh, very witty, interesting, inter- entertaining character uh, with, with with the mouth she has specifically. Uh, you know, she's constantly dropping good, good uh, witty, witty dialogue. Yep. Um, what did you think of Rachel Amber? 
yeah, at least so, init- initially from you know because I I'm I'm still in the be- like ha- mostly through the first episode. So I in in to my girlfriend's credit, um, I I did feel like I felt like Rachel Amber was uh, okay. So so Chloe Price does that angsty teen stuff really well, especially in yep. the very beginning of the game where she like hops the fence that says "Do not enter" and then she flicks it off. Yep. Like me and my girlfriend like cringe laughed at that because it was it was like dumb, just yeah. dumb. Yep. Um, and I could see her getting annoyed with some of Chloe's angsty teen things. And uh, once Rachel Amber sort of enters the picture, all of a sudden, Chloe, uh, without saying any spoilers, Chloe sort of becomes the more responsible one. She sort of becomes the Max Caulfield in the relationship. Yep. And Rachel Amber sort of becomes the loose cannon that causes problems. And uh, puts herself, as you say, Dan, in situations that you would never put yourself in. Yeah. So I think I think the fact that Rachel Amber exists really endeared me to the character of Chloe, because all of a sudden yeah. Chloe had something to care, care about, something to latch on to. Um, and, and I think that tandem together uh, works really well because they were both at a time in their lives where they needed somebody. So I think she's a really interesting character to answer your question. Um, yeah. I, I can't when, spoil anything. That's the no, problem. So yeah, yeah, definitely don't want to spoil anything. I I felt like she was like this mythical character. Like, and in the in the game, she's like a super popular popular girl uh, in in school and out of school. And I kind of like felt that. Yeah. Through, through Chloe, just I mean, from playing the previous game, like like I said, she's like this mythical character mm-hmm. uh, that everyone's wondering what happened to her because of how popular popular she was. So when you actually like meet her in the game. And she she comes and you know rescues you so to speak at the beginning of beginning of the first episode and then the beginning of the relationship like you kind of clam up a little bit yeah which I, which I thought was was interesting yeah and there's a moment um I th- this is in the first episode minor spoiler not not a major spoiler and I think the first episode is is fine to talk about for the most part anyway but um there's a moment where you're in Blackwell Academy and they're in their theater lab or whatever and. Rachel Amber comes out in her uniform Mm -hmm. and like for a pixelated character, you're like, wow, like she's beautiful and charming. And you know, this is, this is the, this is the girl, the myth, like you said, the mythical girl that everybody's been talking about. I thought they did a really good job of capturing that in that scene. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think, I think she's a a very interesting character and um, the, the spoilers that come a little bit later on only enhance her character and, and her struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And going into this game, I didn't think I would like it nearly as much as I have to this point. Uh, And I don't know what about the game, like, just sucked me into into its universe. Like, like, I'm just not even sure. Like, it was just good to be back in in Arcadia Bay and interacting with all these characters that, well, you know, that that you knew from the from the first game. Like, yeah, like Joyce. It was good to see Joyce and as much of uh, oh, it's it's funny to see too, like kind of the beginning of of Chloe and David's uh, yep ha- hateful relationship. Knowing what you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly it, what happens later on, yeah, and it's that's nice to interact with those characters again. Like it's great to be like I I hope they do more games in that setting with those characters. I don't know if they are can, but I hope they do. Yeah, so I've said several times now that I was skeptical going in, but uh, I I really love uh before the storm i think it's it's mm-hmm. very well done and uh i think it does what a prequel should do 
which is tell its own story and, you know, not change the, 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 uh, the original trill, whatever the original story, whatever, yeah. but enhance it by introducing elements and characters and, and adding context to that, that main story that you, you fell in love with originally. Uh, so I think it does that really well. And to your point about it being nice to be back in Arcadia Bay, one of the first moment I felt that was when Chloe goes to that rock concert in the in the old sawmill, and you see Frank sitting there with his yep, Frank weed Bowers. and his beers in front of him, the drug dealer, yeah. and it like I <laughs> like, felt it's comfortable Frank. seeing him. I'm like, hey, a familiar face. Yeah, there's Frank, uh, of all people, you know. Yeah, even though he spends a large part of the the beginning part of this the first games uh being a prota- you know antagonist antagonist yeah to the, yep. to the main characters yeah. yeah um i i just think there's so many things that they do so so well um in the life is strange games one of them is storytelling it's yeah. it's it's simple but um they have these characters that you care about and uh it's kind of i, I <laughs> i'll talk a little bit about the last jedi later on but i think uh, the last jedi could take a few notes from a game like Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. It's, it's high praise. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that's that's my thoughts on that. You all right? Yeah, the dog's getting into stuff back here, and it's driving me crazy. Mm. Anyway, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it first. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and without getting into too many spoilers, is uh, how much did you enjoy when Chloe played Dungeons and Dragons with your nerd friends? I, I did. I did mean to bring that up too. That that uh, that was awesome. Yes, and it the was. The whole time I was doing that, I was thinking to myself. So, to provide a little bit of context, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a scene early on where. Chloe is meant to retrieve a DVD from one of her friends uh, before classes start. So she meets her friend Steph at a picnic table and her friend Steph is playing a fictional version of Dungeons and Dragons with their friend Mikey. And uh, they invite you to play with them. And Chloe's like, ah, you know, we got to go to class. And she's like, oh, it'll take 20 minutes. We can play and actually timed it. And it was pretty close to taking 20 minutes, Uh which I thought was funny because it was kind of like the game winking at you and saying, like, there's this fun thing you can do, but it's going to take you about 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But I'm glad I committed to it because it is awesome because you sit down and you you play this fictional version of Dungeons and Dragons with these two characters. And Steph is a great dungeon master and she explains everything like, I don't know, like a perfect dungeon master would and you're making decisions and choosing where you want to go and and telling her how you want to attack and stuff like that and they actually incorporate the back talk gameplay element in there and that is probably one of my favorite parts of the game yeah uh, when she's like getting into graphic detail of what she's doing to these (laughs) stuff like that and the whole time i'm thinking to myself yeah the whole time i'm thinking to myself i would play a full game that was this yeah like uh, uh, the game within the game is something that's becoming very popular nowadays. Um, and there's actually a, a Knights of Pen and Paper, I think, mm-hmm. is yep. the mobile version of something just like that, yep. where there are characters playing the game and you're doing both. You're you're interacting with the characters as Dan gets up and walks away. Uh, you're playing with the characters in this fictional D&D and you're also interacting with the characters as another element of the game. So there's like three layers. You're pl- you playing the game, your characters playing the game, and then your characters characters adventuring. 
uh, I thought it was brilliant. And yep. it also made me think of the Poker Night at the Inventory, where uh-huh. you're playing with the, are they the 2K characters? Um, you're playing poker with them, but you're also interacting with them as the characters that they are. And I would 100% play a Square Enix Dungeons & Dragons uh, version of that. I, yeah. I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the moment that really got me into that was the, what drew me in. Like I was, you know, playing it and I was like, okay, this is this is fun. This is good. But that yeah, that was the moment where I was like, oh my god, I freaking love this. This is fantastic. Yep. Yep, it was um, awesome. Drew, drew me right in. So about how long are each of the uh each of the episodes? The first one I think is about 3 hours. The second one's a little bit longer. I think about 4 hours. And the last one, I'm on about, I started it right at 6, and I stopped at about 8.15, and I can feel the ending. So probably maybe almost three hours, not quite. I'm not sure. So it seems like just the right length. Yeah. They could throw me a curveball, and it could be another four hours. Who knows? But it it, just based on what's going on, I I think it's wrapping up. So Okay. Um, Yeah, I was... uh... I was initially going to just play yours, Corey, uh, but I, I was getting ready to play and I was like, I'll see how much it is. It, it's probably not that much. And I ended up buying it from uh, Green Man Gaming for $12. So I just was like, I'm going to I'm going to buy it. I, I want to be able to play it and because I didn't know how far you were going to get. I wanted to be able to hammer it out before the before the thummies. And like you said, the wife wanted to watch watch the, the playthrough of it. So. It's like ah, I'll just buy it. It's worth it. And now it's on sale on Steam for for eleven eighty nine. So yeah, uh, worth every penny in my opinion. Okay. Especially if you liked the original game. Um, yeah, Life is Strange at twelve dollars is a steal. Yeah, we should uh, definitely do a full spoiler episode once. Hopefully, Will plays it. I, I don't. Eric probably won't play it, but um, once Will plays it, we'll we'll try to do a full full spoiler run rundown of it. We, we definitely should, because there, there's a lot to talk about, and mm-hmm. a, a lot of it isn't spoiler territory. The only other things I'll add that isn't in spoiler territory is I thought it was really cool, and I don't know if you noticed this, Dan. Um, when you go into Chloe's text messages, you can read through everything she said to people for the last whatever, and if you uh, look at the text messages with Max Caulfield, did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't read through that yet. There's like a marked drop-off when Max just stops talking to Chloe. Oh really? And it, yeah, it provides like a whole bunch of context for the game. You know, yeah. When Max meets Chloe, Chloe's bitter, um, a little upset at Max, and you're kind of unsure why, and you feel like Chloe's kind of being a, a biatch, for lack of a better word. But uh, in, in the truth, seems the opposite. You know, Max sort of dropped the ball on on interacting with Chloe, and that becomes evident by reading their text me- text messages. It's actually kind of sad, and um, throughout the entirety of the game. Chloe is making references to to Max and yep. her memories with her and yep. like what's Max doing now and stuff like that. So it does um it does add more context to that original game that I really appreciated. And there's other stuff too, like how'd Chloe get her blue hair? Where'd she get that truck from? Like that stuff mm-hmm. all happens in this game. So nice. Yeah, I do I do miss Max definitely. 
just because he spent five games as Max Caulfield in the first one. And yeah, she's just kind of behind the scenes in, in, in this one. But yeah, no, I think it's I think it's really good. I've, I've been very impressed with it so far and uh, well worth twelve dollars. Like you said, uh, I, yep. I, I'm going to play some more tonight. I'm hopefully going to be hammering it out in the next two or three nights and consider it for some thummies. Yeah. So any other um, thoughts? I just want to add one other thought. I, I, whoever does the music for the game, I think does a fantastic Perfect. job. It's surprising how much when those like kind of, uh, I don't know if you watch Friday night lights, Dan, but those, I did uh, a little bit. Those like rolling sort of slide melody explosions in the sky, Friday night lights kind of music can yeah. add to, to this kind of story. Um, Every time the music kicks on, it just adds another another layer of emotion. And and some people would argue that that's cheating. Like the music is just a way to manipulate your emotions. But to me, it, it's it's indicating you know certain things to you. Well, it's um, funny because I'll, <clears throat> I'll I will occasionally hear a song on the radio that's like I'm like that's a Life is Strange song. Yeah, it sounds like it's from the soundtrack. It might not be, and it might be. I don't know, but it sounds like it is. And then when I when I fired it up for the first time on the t- on the tv my wife said the same exact thing she's like i can tell you're playing life is strange because of the just the intro song yeah uh, I, you know when i was i was putzing around in the menus for a little bit because i was trying to get the resolution sorted because i have a little weirdness with my steam link because i have an ultra wide monitor so i always have to tinker with it to get it to be 1080p um so yeah when i was doing that it was you know the the menu music and yeah my wife recognized it right away so yeah I don't know who the music supervisor is, but they have good taste in music, in my opinion. It's just me. A lot of times, I'm like when I just want to listen to music in the background. That's the type of song I want to listen to. Maybe I'll have to start playing like the Life is Strange soundtrack. There you go. Although it's going to draw me in and make me want to play it again. Yep. It, you know what? If they release a Life is Strange uh, dual pack with the first game and then like, before the storm on the Switch, there you I'll go. Buy, I will buy it again in a heartbeat and play it all the goddamn time. Yep. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, good stuff. Good Nothing stuff. But good things to say for me so far. And Corey's quite a bit further along. And it only gets better. It gets better. Oh man, it's good to hear. <laughs> All right, nibble bits. Do you have one, nibble bits, Corey? I think once again, Dan, I'm a delinquent on nibble bits. Um, I just haven't had any time this week. Yeah. It's it's a bad time of year to accomplish anything. It really is. It's it's sort of frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, well, what am I going to do? There's, yep. you know, the old saying, there's only so much time in a day is so true. Yes, it is. Lately. I wish I didn't have to sleep at all. Like, I don't sleep much, but I wish I didn't have to sleep at all. That would be great. Well, yeah, I mean, what you average like five and a half, right? Uh, it, yeah, that's average probably over the course of the past month. Uh, yeah. But I think the past two nights, it's only been like four hours and. 10 minutes or something like that i think that's my problem too is i've been good about sleep so like all my free time is is sort of just gone i think i average about seven and a half to eight all right i got a couple little bits the first civilization six is out on the ipad apparently this is only the newest generation ipad so that's got to be the powerful ones i heard absolutely nothing about this uh, usually that's the sort of thing that comes out in a rumor, but today just bam, uh, it's out on the iPad. Uh, wow. It is 
yeah, it's the full version of the game too, uh, with only a few sacrifices. I guess the leaders aren't animated, and then a couple of the map modes. Uh, is a strategic mode maybe that they had to they had to uh, trim back a little bit, but yeah, otherwise it's it's the full on experience. Uh, it's also a full sixty dollars, but apparently for right now, for a limited time because it just released, you can get it for thirty. So yeah, I could do without both those things. What's that? Yeah, that doesn't yeah. add anything. Animated I mean, it adds, adds and... to the game, but there's it's not gameplay elements, you know. Yep. Really. As long as uh, Sean Bean is doing the the voiceover work, I'm good. That was one of my favorite parts of that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So good. That was your um, game of the year last year. It was my game of the year last year, yep. Nice. I unfortunately haven't played it at all this year because I just haven't had the time. Nice. Uh, so there's that. The Steam Winter Sale is now live. So if you're looking for anything, I have 206 games on my wish list. Oof. Probably 95% of which are on sale in some way, shape, or form. Uh, there's only a couple that weren't games that either just came out or were not released yet. And then a couple pieces of like newer DLC were not on sale. But pretty much everything else is on sale. Looking, I'm just looking at the article you tweeted. It looks like uh, just trying to pull out some deals. South Park: The Fractured Butthole is 50% off. Yeah, I'm I'm this close to buying uh, Hellblade because I really oh, want to yeah. play that. I won't be able to get to it by the end of the year for thumbies, but uh, I know that's it. one I want to play as soon as I can. Yeah, I think uh, as far as game time has, I have between now and when thummies are due, I'll probably just have like another five hours or so yeah. to, to play games. So I'm going to have to pick something. Much. It's Christmas prep at this point, you know? Uh, so <laughs> that's going to uh, cut into any game time I would have. Otherwise. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say, I know we've argued about the, about holidays and Christmas in the past, but this is like the first year where I'm like, man, I hate Christmas. Yeah. Ugh. Well, like you said, having kids helps They're you know my kids are all really excited for it so yep, if it wasn't yep. for that i would just absolutely hate it i'm just never the whole the whole idea of giving gifts um like having to think about the people who are going to get you gifts and you have to give them gifts in return yeah. it's just insane to me how about nobody gives anybody gifts you know unless that's another thing too is like 90 percent of people don't need anything yeah. You know, yep. I know there's a lot of people out there that do, but those are the people who should get stuff are the people who need stuff. Not, I don't know. I just, it drives me insane. Like not to throw my girlfriend and her family under the bus, but it's just like, come on. Yeah. You, if we all have what we need. We're okay. Like let's go to a soup kitchen on Christmas <laughs> and let's serve soup or something. Cause this sure. is ridiculous. This is, this is stupid. I feel like any more, most of the holidays are for kids. You know, yeah, as they should be. Yeah, um, Halloween is a kids' holiday. I, I, I mean, I dressed up a couple times as an adult uh, to go to Halloween parties, but it was like the laziest possible costume you could possibly imagine. Easter, you know, kids. <laughs> I, I think only... holidays anymore are just for adults to to drink. Yep. You know, I was gonna say St. Patty's Day is the one reserved for <laughs> yeah, adults. Yeah. Sure. Give us Patty's Day. Yeah. Patty's Day, 4th of July probably is, you know, that's an everyone holiday, but it's a good one for adults to, you know, kick back and have you. It's also my favorite holiday. It's a good I one, like yep. I like the summer, summer holidays, so. 
Anywho, Nintendo Power is back in the form of a podcast. So it's it's going to be it's hosted by Chris Stone, who is a former editor in chief of the Nintendo Power magazine, which shuttered in I think it was like 2012. It was a lot more recently than I would have thought, but I, I huh. kind of remember from the earliest days of the podcast covering the closing of Nintendo Power. Interesting. So, yeah, the first episode has interviews with uh, Iji Aonuma uh, and uh, Hidemaro Fujibayashi. Fujibayashi uh, of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's the director and project manager, I believe. Um, Dan, yeah. did, you, did you mean Chris Slate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't that what I said? I thought you said Chris Stone. You might have said Chris Slate. I probably, I'm not sure, though. I, I might have said Chris. Uh, my handwriting is really bad, and it's in pencil, so it's hey, hard to read. Slate, Stone, it's yeah. all the Flintstones to me. Same idea. The format and timetable for new episodes is up in the air for now. Uh, they're still trying to figure all that out. But if you want to give it a listen, it's on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud with the Google Play version coming soon. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll have to add that to my podcast. I was very happy to hear that. I read Nintendo Power a lot as a younger, younger gamer. Uh, so it's nice. Nice it's coming back in some version. I, I think that's like the perfect way to have it come back, too. Yeah. You know, because that's... That's the uh, it's a growing type of media still um, with people's busy lives and stuff. If you're stuck on a in a car for a commute or stuck on a train or like we used to listen to podcasts. I used to listen to podcasts eight hour, eight hours a day every day at work. So that was the one way I could consume things easily. So that's all I got for nibble bits. How was your week, Corey? Well, I said it at the top. I'll talk a little bit about it now, but I saw the Star Wars uh, movie, the new Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. I uh, I took a half-day vacation today. Um, nice. I have three vacation days left I have to use before the end of the year. I'm going to take one Tuesday, one Wednesday, and I was going to take one Friday of next week after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's. Um, but I decided to only to take a half day from one of those and use it today. Cause uh, my girlfriend said she'd go see star Wars with me and I, I just couldn't wait anymore. I've avoided spoilers this long and I'm yep. like, I'm, I'm tempting fate at this point. It's hard. To, it's hard. Yeah. I just need to go, go see it. Um, so we did. And uh, I appreciate Taco Bell because I stuffed my pockets with Taco Bell before we went in, including a cup of coffee from Taco Bell that I put nice. in my pocket because I really wanted coffee for the movie because I knew it was a long one. Yeah. Um, so I, I went into The Last Jedi and ate my Crunchwrap and my Beefy Nacho Griller and my Stacker, the new Stacker, nice. um, which I enjoyed for what it's worth. And uh, yeah, just gorged on those and drank my coffee while I watched the movie. I went in with really high hopes, and I, that might have been part of the problem. Um, and I think all the critical reviews... Also might have been part of the problem because critically the movie's excellent. Um, There is a pretty strong fan backlash. I don't know how much validity there is to that because I haven't had a chance to read about it um, because I didn't want to spoil anything until I saw it. But I know the like Rotten Tomatoes user score and IMDb user score is much lower than the critic score for The Last Jedi. But I've always been a fan of Ryan Johnson. Um, 
and sort of been rooting for this to be a really good Star Wars movie. I, I made my bold prediction to you guys that it would be the best Star Wars movie ever. Um, that's definitely not the case for me. Some people might argue that that is the case, but uh, at least for me, I I walked out of there kind of saying to myself, that was okay. That was just fine. Uh-huh. My girlfriend liked it more than me, which was surprising. I thought she was bored out of her mind, but um, she she said she really liked it. So I thought that was interesting. I was just really unhappy with the. Um, I thought they. I thought overall, I thought they tried to do too much, and in the end, I felt like everything got a little bit muddied. Um, for me, there wasn't enough. John Boyega, which is Finn. Um, I think he's a great actor, and I think he's perfect for a Star Wars movie. And I didn't get enough. He had a lot of screen time, but there wasn't enough opportunity for him to like show his stuff. You know, he gotcha. he, he wasn't given enough range, in my opinion. Uh, also, there was um, how can I say this without spoiling anything? Some of some of the characters we've come to know and love had endings that I did not feel like were very. Uh, good endings. Um, certain characters only had a line or two, and then they were killed. Uh, I don't know. I just I have to see it again to really be sure. But yeah. I was I was honestly I was just indifferent on on the movie overall. I it was two almost two hours and forty minutes, which is fine. Uh, but I just felt like there was a whole plot line that wasn't needed. It, it was kind of all over the place. There were a few like really good scenes that I thought were awesome. Uh, but overall I was just sort of cool on it, uh-huh. which is kind of disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely put it behind the force awakens. Uh, even though I would say the peaks of, especially spectacle wise, the, the peaks of the last Jedi were higher than the peaks of force awakens, but I just felt like force awakens was a much better, like nicely buttoned up. We talked about good storytelling and life is strange. I, I just thought the, the force awakens was a much better example of that. Okay. And, uh, the last Jedi for me was a little bit murky. I also, I don't know if this was a problem with the movie theater, which very well could be. I know this is a common problem. Uh, it was a little bit, dark contrast wise um i'm not talking about tone of the film or anything just the actual like cinematography was very dark a lot of times it was hard to see is it like they took the to turn the brightness down on your tv no it wasn't like that it was just like there was too much too much black space in every scene you know the the contrast was way too high and like there was too much black in every scene i don't know sophie didn't notice it but it was something that really bothered me i don't know if that sentiment is echoed elsewhere, but uh, something that sort of turned me off a little bit, especially like we're used to star Wars, these like brightly lit, you know, beautiful, I don't know, uh, high concept space scenes. Uh, but a lot of what I saw was, I, I know there's a word for it. I just can't think of it. It's the opposite of, of washed out. Yeah. Um, Saturated. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. And there was just some characters that I'm like, some new characters they introduced that I was really unsure about. Uh, Jar Jar Binks. No, not to that extent. (laughs) Okay. Just like unsure of, of where they stood and what their motivations were and why they did certain things. Um, yeah. And and also not by design, right? You just think it just wasn't fleshed out. Ah, I think they tried to flesh things out too much, honestly. Okay. You know, like, (laughs) 
just I, I don't know. I'm just comparing it to other Star Wars movies. I don't I don't think this movie would stand on its own, mm-hmm. uh, unlike a lot of the other ones. Gotcha. I guess would be the best way to phrase it. I'm 100% not as bitter as the people who are sending Ryan Johnson death threats and stuff That's like that, which ridiculous. is typical of of the the fan the you know hardcore fandom that that <clears throat> happens with this kind of stuff. Uh, again, I'm just I'm just sort of okay with it. And I think that's that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Okay. Are you still going to go see it? I'm going to really try. Uh, like I said, our uh, I think what what me and the wife are going to do are put the kids to bed, and then have someone come and like sit in the house, um, and you know just watch TV or whatever while we're at the movie, and and hopefully nothing catastrophic happens. <laughs> a be- a bedtime can be an adventure in this house, so yeah, yeah. Well, you, um, you should probably should see it in the theaters. There's some yeah, some I'd like to awesome battle scenes that that happen. Because I missed, I would recommend. I missed uh, Rogue One, and I didn't see The Force Awakens in the theater either. I had to watch both of those at home. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think Rogue One is my favorite of the <laughs> the new Star Wars movies. I liked Rogue One. I liked Rogue One a lot. Yeah. That's probably up there with the original trilogy for me. It says that's how much I like Rogue One. So, yep. Yeah. Um, other than that, I what did I do? I don't. I've been busy with work and Christmas stuff. Oh, I watched um, Netflix's El Camino Christmas. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. I loved it. Uh, I haven't laughed that hard at a movie in a very long time. It's about, I'm not sure where the town is, but it's, uh, I want to say like Texas or New Mexico or somewhere south. Uh, It's sort of like Super Troopers, Mm -hmm. sort of. Uh, There's a character, young character, who shows up in this very small town, uh, runs into, you don't really know what his motivations are, but he's looking for this one guy. Uh, Tim Allen is in it. Tim <laughs> Allen plays a nice. drunk, uh, hot mess of a man who is in this motel that this kid uh, interacts with. And Tim Allen says he has information about this guy that this kid's looking for. Uh, but it's just the most incompetent police force next to the Super Troopers guys that sort of like the local police that uh, are sort of after this kid and some of the trouble he gets himself into. And, there is there was a scene in there that if my girlfriend wasn't there, I might have passed out from laughing. It was so funny, like some some really great acting. Um, they did a really good job of casting that movie, and it was perfect because we were looking for a Christmas movie, but we're tired of watching the same old Christmas yeah. movies over and over again. So it was yeah. kind of refreshing to to see this. So if you have Netflix, uh, definitely give it a shot. El Camino Christmas. You know that type of police force exists somewhere too, you know. Oh, it's I'm sure <laughs> Inco- the... incompetent police force. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's sort of dark. Um, yeah, it's sort of dark at times, but also like very funny and and very touching at times too. So I just think <laughs> they did a they did an awesome job with that. Nice. Other than that, uh, I don't know, Dan. I don't. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything either. The thing I wanted to talk about real quick was uh, our AT&T uh, mobile account was hacked into and someone ordered themselves an uh, $800 iPad Pro on one of our tablet numbers. Oh, good. 
yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, my wife texted me. She's like, uh, did you order an iPad? And I was like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, someone somehow got into our, our AT&T account. I don't know. Like, I, I always thought, I was un- always under the impression that they those things just shipped to your house no matter what. So I don't know what this person thought was going to happen when when the the iPad shipped. But luckily, luckily they were sold out, and it wasn't until, like, after Christmas that it was supposed yeah, to be. That- that's really weird. It wasn't there wasn't like a shipping address on there or something. No, it was just coming to our house apparently. But yeah, uh customer service was unhelpful at best. Um she went through the normal channel cuz she just wanted to report it to someone, you know, and they they uh put her on the line eventually with uh fraud prevention or something. Uh, and she was on hold for like 2 hours when she just gave up. Because apparently this time of year is big for that sort of thing. So that's weird. Yeah. So I, at, at some point we're gonna send them an email just to just for so they have a record of of what happened and yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't happen again because that sucks. You don't like having your accounts get hacked into, especially one as important as your mobile phone account. So that's yep. all I have going for my week uh you know christmas prep all that fun stuff also thummies prep i've been slowly filling out my thummies ballots yeah uh uh kotaku split screen split screen podcast has been good for that because they've been talking about uh last week they did the first half of the year and this week they're doing i think it might have come out today uh the second half of the year and they're talking about every game Mm -hmm. obviously not every game but every game worth the big ones yeah yeah. Uh, which, you know, I don't think they'd really talk about anything that or wouldn't talk about anything that I would want to include. So that's been helpful for me to sort of contextualize it and put it on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to that while I'm at work and I have a, my little Evernote thing with all the categories listed. So I'm entering things as, as they talk. So that's cool. Nice. But yeah, it's uh, uh it kind of sucks this year because. I didn't. <laughs> especially like game of the year wise, I didn't play anything that really blew me away. Um, I played some really solid games, but I think for me, and part of the issue is me. And I know that um, it's just nothing really jumps out at me for a lot of the categories. But I think we talked about this last week, like how few games I've played relative to years prior, how few games I've beaten relative to years prior. Yeah. Wish there was something that could track total time played, like video total time playing video games. Cause I'd be curious to see it compared this year over the last three or four years. Yeah, I mean you could go through and add it all up, but even then you would miss probably a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um You wanna talk about what you played? Uh we could could we actually take a quick break? Yeah, we could do that. I got a nature calling me. Okay. All right, so we'll take a quick break and be back with what we played, feedback, and football right after this. Welcome back, everybody. 335 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played. Uh, Will is supposed to join us any minute now, so we're actually waiting for him, uh, those of us. Those of you that joined us during the break on our live stream on twitch.tv slash thumbstickathletes. Uh, but yeah, Will's, Will's going to join any minute. Corey, what, what have you... What have you been playing? So other than Life is Strange Before the Storm, which which dominated my week this past week, I've, I've still been playing uh, Bury Me, My Love on my mobile device. I'm really liking that game. So 
I think I, I did talk about it a little bit last week, but um, it takes place in real time and you're getting, it takes place in this text message app. It's about a Syrian refugee couple. Um, I think I said last week that it was your sister. It's, it's your wife. You're married. Okay. Uh, which is actually one of my complaints about it because I didn't, I haven't really felt the love between this, this, uh, Syrian refugee couple. Uh, but she's texting you. She's trying to get out of Syria and get to Germany, I think is her ultimate destination. Uh, and she's keeping you updated all along the way. So she's coming up to borders and, and being turned away and, uh, getting picked up by police and being shuffled off somewhere where she doesn't really know. Uh, she's updating you on how much money she has left along the way. And you're constantly giving her suggestions on how to approach certain obstacles in her journey, um, which could be super stressful because there was one point where she was trying to cross the Hungarian border. Mm-hmm. And she said, we found this map where there's no guards at this border. And, um, you're like, okay, that's weird. And then she gets there and she's like, okay, we're in a cross. And then you ask her, like, does this map that you sent me look like this? Turns out the map she had where she said there are no guards was actually a map of old minefields from the 90s. Oh. And you're like, you have to suggest whether she tried to cross the minefield or not. And it's like, well, this could this could kill her. Yeah, this could so end up bad. What do you do? Um, so I'm kind of waiting with bated breath. Uh, for her next text message, wherever that may come from, uh-huh. and it's it can be really stressful. Um, there's not much more to add than that. I thought I'd be through it by now, but it's been. I mean, I've been playing it over a week, and like, whenever I get a notification from this character, I uh, have to look at it and see. You know, yeah, that's that, kind of what exciting. A, what an awesome idea for a game, first of all, and then a mobile game. Second of all, yep. that's per- that's perfect. Like, yep. I'm going to play that at some point. I just have to figure out when, when there's a good time to start it. Yeah, I think it was, it was only two ninety nine or something like that, but, yeah. uh, I do, I do recommend it. It, uh, it's definitely gonna, we have a few categories I think it's perfect for, for the thummies. So it, we'll probably talk a little bit more about it then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been that. I also have been playing. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I guess that's that's been it. I don't think I've played anything else. I I uh, started old, uh, old Man's Journey, but I didn't really touch that this past week. So yeah, it's just been uh, bury me, my love, and and life is strange. Okay. I uh, I played. So I I'm try as I talked about past couple of weeks. I'm trying to like knock off a few things of, of from my played list to hopefully put them on my beaten list before the thummies. So right. uh, I refired up near automata after have not having not played that for probably two or three months. Um, I expected to suck at it for quite a while um, before I got back into it, but uh, I snapped right back into it. Like I had never left it. Uh, but a lot of that is because of how well done the controls are. They're simple. Um, it's just two attack buttons and then the, uh, the dodge button, so to speak, um, that also gives you a temporary immunity. Uh, yeah, what an amazing game that is. I'm really close to the end. I probably 16, 17, 18 hours. Uh, I know it's one you have to play through multiple times, but I guess the playthroughs get, uh, shorter as you as you play through uh and you get different endings to hopefully unlock the the main ending but uh man what a great game that is um it's got the perfect blend of platinum action game and 
uh, like really interesting sci-fi uh, human condition type of story. It's a fantastic game. If you haven't played it, definitely play it. It's uh, on Steam and on uh, PS4. So. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit bummed, and there was a time where I considered restarting, since you have it on Steam, uh, because I think the initial five or six hours or whatever length of time I played was on PS4, so I, I was like, ah, should I just restart it and try and get through it or not? And I ultimately decided not, just because of time, so I'm a little bit bummed that I won't have played it anymore yeah. for the thummies, but what do you Maybe think? it's one to play early next year, you know? Yeah. Because it's definitely like worth a playthrough. Uh, and pr- probably my favorite thing, I don't even know if I mentioned this when I talked about it before, but one of the best things about the game is how well it transitions from being like a 3D action game to different viewpoints. Yeah. Like it goes into, you you, you know, you go into like a, it's almost like a fighter jet, but it has different forms and you're fighting like a giant mech, but the controls are literally the same as when you're just wandering around 3d and the game works and it's like seamless the way, the way it transitions. There was even one of my favorite parts in the, in the whole game was a part where, um, two B and one guy are fighting in the foreground and nine S and another guy are fighting in the background. And it's like a fighting game, like literally a 2d fighting game and you're just fighting on that plane. And it like, it just works so well. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I love that. Love that stuff. It's so, it's so good. Very impressive. And I'm not, I can't think of another game off the top of my head that does that. Can you? Yeah. It's no, I don't think shifting so. Perspective like that. And I don't and, think so. And doing and seam- it seamlessly. Seamlessly. No, I don't think yeah. so. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. ah, man, I wish, I wish there was more time. <laughs> yeah. We're out of time. I mean, you could just not sleep for the next four or five days. I could, that's an option. Really is. I mean, I don't have much to accomplish in the next four or five days. There you go. There's your out. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Put on put on a pot of coffee and go to town. <sighs> What's the how long to be on near? I think uh, it's like sixteen hours. Oh, okay. But, All right. but, a, but a lot of this a lot of the interesting stuff is the side quest playthrough. Oh okay. and also finding the different endings that are random. Uh, so like truly random, my, my, well, no, not random, but stuff you wouldn't expect. Uh, my understanding of the game is as you, as you quote unquote die in the game, not like getting killed in combat, but, uh, different ways. Like one, one of the ways I died in my game ended was by eating a poisoned fish. It, it just died and the game ended right there. I reloaded from the most recent save, but that unlocked one of the endings for me. And as you unlock more of those, you get closer to the actual like true ending of the game. So it's good stuff. Uh, one of them was installing my operating system because you two B is a, is a Android. Um, and if you uninstall your operating system, cause you can play with your plugin chips uh, to give your character bonuses for whatever defensive bonuses or new abilities and whatever. And actually, there's one thing I just figured out is how to run programs on your on your pod. I didn't know how to do that until this. You know, I'm I'm 17 hours into the game and I haven't haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's a special game. Yeah, it's really really good. Uh, so I played that. I'm still playing Stardew Valley on the Switch whenever I like have a little bit of time. Because the only other thing I'm playing on the Switch currently is because uh, I finished the Breath of the Wild DLC, uh, which was really good. Um, 
the only other thing I'm playing is Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is not a game I just want to jump into for like 20 minutes or half an hour. So I still, whenever I have a few minutes, I'll play Stardew Valley. God, that game's freaking amazing, too. I think I've up to 60 hours on the Switch version of it uh, after putting 70 or 75 on the PC version. Great mm-hmm. stuff. I, I, I got married to Abigail finally. I don't know if I talked about that, but I took she pictures of the wedding. She said yes. Are you going to frame them and put them in your real life home? I'm going to. No, but I'm I'm going to put them because I have. I turned one of my old Twitter accounts into the uh, switch, my Switch picture video dump, where I'm just going to put all my pictures and videos on there. Mm-hmm. So I'll put I'll put them on that at some point when I get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I played significant more, uh, significantly more of Xenoblade Chronicles Two. It's still not a lot. I think I'm up to 16, 17 hours on Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I think I finally have the majority of the systems figured out. And they're still kind of hard to explain, but I got the combat sorted out. Uh, and I think I talked about you. You know, you have your character who is a, called a driver. Driver, yes, driver. And then you have a character that's like a support character called a blade. So the main two in the game are Rex and Pyra. Rex being the driver and like the main character of the game, and Pyra being his his blade support character. Uh, but you rotate the you rotate blades so you can have up to three equipped, uh, and they're they're unlocked by some kind of core, is, I think it's called a core crystal, uh, and there's you know common ones that you can unlock and rare ones and they all have different abilities. It's it's uh, crazy the amount of systems that are in that game, but I'm also really enjoying it. So yeah, far. I've got uh, I've got a video going right now in the in the stream and it looks beautiful. It looks surprisingly good. Even uh, there's a lot of people complaining on the subreddit, Nintendo Switch subreddit, about the resolution and handheld mode. Um, it has not bothered me in the slightest. Uh, I'm not uh, picky about resolution. I'm more picky about frame rate. Um, it does run at 30 frames per second, but it's not a game that would benefit from running. Other than looking nicer, it's not a game that would benefit from running at 60 frames. So uh, it doesn't bother me that much. Yep. But yeah, it like it looks fine in handheld. It looks really good in docked mode and on the on the switch. So yeah. Um, your chat about the switch reminded me. Uh, I've been playing Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah, it's been a couple days, but that game is so good. Uh, I'm on yes, World's very very good. The, the spooky haunted one. Yep. I think I'm at the final boss in that one. That uh, boss so fight. That boss fight's awesome. Refresh my memory. Yeah. What happens in this in the last boss fight of that world? It's the one that's that it's like an opera. Maybe I'm not at the last boss. You probably, you probably did the mini boss. That's the not, big. Like, he's through. like a big guy, and he yeah. has like four different versions of himself. Uh, right, like he blocks it at first. You have to go around him, and then he keeps spawning other guys. I don't think so. Mm, maybe it's I'm like, confused. No, it's it's an opera. It takes place on a stage. It's a singing, a uh, giant singing ghost. I think. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole long opera song okay. that goes with. Yeah, too. then I'm not at the final okay. boss, but uh, I don't know. I I feel like I'm maybe close, but that game that game's a really awesome game. I'm yes, surprised how much I, I'm addicted to that game. Yeah, um, yeah, because when I listened to the soundtrack and I heard that song, I'm like, what? Because I had listened to the whole soundtrack for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle before I, I 
played the whole game and I'm like, what, what is this song? Like it's so bizarre and out of place. And it turns out that that's the fight that it's from. Yeah. Uh, but that's an amazing boss fight. It really is. So yeah, that, that game's great. Uh, also I played a little bit of Mario Kart eight deluxe mm-hmm. on the switch. Um, I talked a little bit about it in the break, but uh, Saturday last weekend I had the drink and itch and my girlfriend's brother messaged me and said, Hey, you want to hang out and play some video games? And I was like, yeah, you want to do some drunk driving on Mario Kart?" So I brought the switch over there and uh, had the, the, uh, the GameCube adapter, mm-hmm. which I remember recently was uh, enabled for the switch yeah people um, thought it was gonna it was a, a precursor to smash being released for the switch it probably is i mean at some, point. at some point yeah but uh exciting nonetheless and i'm glad yeah. i still had my adapter and everything but i was a little disappointed because i could only find one of my gamecube controllers right. and i'm about 100 percent sure i used to have four and now i only have one so i don't know what happened to them if i let somebody borrow them along the way and just sort of forgot about it um, they might be back in Brooklyn, which is a very high possibility. Sophie, I'm looking at you. Did we leave them there? Our GameCube controllers? You're supposed to keep track of that. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, so I went over there and <laughs> for whatever reason, I went to the drugstore before to buy beer because I knew we were doing drunk driving. And I my beer of choice is Utica Club, um, which you can get around here. It's it's from our local brewery. I don't know where else you can get it in the United States. Um, if you see it in the United States somewhere, let me know because I'm curious. Is Will joining us? Will is joining us, yes. Sorry about that. It's That's about fine. time, Will. You, uh, you uh, only texted us about an hour ago saying you were leaving work. Uh, I'm sorry. I went to talk to Dad about Big C. No, that's okay. Um, so, yeah, I uh, brought the Switch over there and the one GameCube controller, and fortunately there was only three of us to play anyway, so it wasn't too big of a deal. But I gave the other two guys the half of uh, Joy- or a Joy-Con each, the little mm-hmm. thing, and they were making fun of it. You know, what is this, a controller for ants? Kind of kind of jokes. Uh, but I offered up the GameCube controller. I'm like, I'm fine with the Joy-Con if you guys want to use the, the GameCube controller. But, yeah, so I started saying, I went to the, the drugstore to get beer and uh i like Utica, Utica club bottles but they didn't have any so i went with founders all day ipa 15 pack <laughs> um so we played with that and we polished off that 15 pack playing drunk driving in about an hour nice. between the three of us so that's like that's almost like a power hour each five beers in an hour is a lot of beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially like founders is a little bit like light on the alcohol i'm not sure exactly i think it's like four and a half or five or something which is kind of like a normal beer but still just the fact that you're consuming an ipa like that yeah um, oof. So, i have to i have to have ipas with food i can't just just slug them yeah uh, I was a little bit disappointed in my performance, but we found out towards the end that they both had the drive assist on. Yeah. Why is that like the default? I don't know why that's the default, but it is. Uh, drive assist and, and acceleration, auto acceleration okay. are on there, Cause I was uh, like, which, which I like to enable. My daughter specifically, I, I always make sure that's enabled when she plays. My son has gotten right. away from using that. but So they can't drive off the edge and stuff yep. like that. Um yeah, because I was like, I, I know I'm not great at Mario Kart, but I know I should be better than you, Scrubs. And yeah. we kind of like broke even by the end of it. And I was, I knew something was fishy, but it ended up being the drive assist. So, yeah. uh, but still a lot of fun. That's 
an awesome game. And yeah. my favorite cup is the one with Electrodome. Yeah. Uh, yep. Star is that Star Cup or Flower I Cup? I can't remember. But that been a whole, while. That whole thing. But it was awesome to see their reaction too to all the old courses that they remember playing as kids and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was it was it was a good time. So it's it's pr- surprisingly playable though with just the half Joy-Con too. You it, know, it it really is. Yeah. After after you play for a few minutes, you don't even really realize it. Yep. Um, it's not the ideal way to play, obviously, but it's it's playable, especially in that setting. That's specifically right. what that was for. And and when we like I said, when me and my wife play with our two older kids, that's how we play with the half half Joy-Con each. And so. we were also uh, reminiscing about Mario Kart Eight, or yeah, Mario Kart Double Dash. Double Dash, yeah. Double Dash yeah. is good stuff. You remember Double Dash, Will? Will. Sorry, I had my mic muted because I was oh. eating. Uh, yeah, Double Dash was one of my favorite Mario Kart games ever until the newest one came out. Yeah. Double Dash was great. They should um, do a Double Dash 2. Oh, I would love that. I wanted them to remaster it when they did, um, I think it was the Wii U. That would be great but for the that'll Switch, be a game. too. Yeah, but I don't With think that'll be Joy-Cons? a game they ever, ever redo, though. I would imagine, at least. No, but they could do a, a new version of it. It'd be great for the Switch yeah. with the two Joy-Cons, you know? Definitely, yeah. I'd be for that. I'd buy it in a heartbeat, honestly. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, sorry, Dan. I kind of interrupted. I don't know if you had anything else that you played. No, that was it. I was just... I, I don't want to get too into Xenoblade Chronicles because it's a long-ass game. And, like, I like it so far. That's really all I can say about it. Should yeah. I play it? Uh, see, I struggle with this question. You, you can try it. You know, I have it, so you can borrow it. Yeah, uh, but I don't know if you'd like it. I mean, I, I've liked, I've really liked the last two. Yeah, it's not a game that respects your time, really. Well, neither you did can, the last two, right? At all, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a lot of time to sink into it, don't don't bother playing it. You know, might be a good one to play early January, though. You know, like when yeah. I don't know well, if anything's coming out in January, but. I looked over the schedule. There's a, there's actually more than usual coming out early, but it's not jam packed yet. You know, there'll be indies that are filtered in there, and that you know, if the couple AAA releases. So, okay. yeah, it looks. I I definitely want to at least uh, try it for a little bit because yeah, I think it looks beautiful. So if at least mm-hmm. I can experience those alien worlds for a minute, that's, yeah, that's all I need. Yep. Yeah, I'm enjoying the story so far too. It's interesting. All right, did you play? You didn't play anything else, right, Corey? Um, a little more golf story. Uh, I don't think I watched my friends play Fire Emblem Warriors. Okay, <laughs> I have not played that yet. I don't think I'm going to be able to get it. Get yeah, to play it in time for the thummies. So, well, you pro- you pretty much know what you picture fire emblem warriors is going to be and that that was this that was my thought when i was watching them play i'm like yeah yeah i kind of i kind of knew it was this yep okay will what about you uh the main thing i've been doing uh if eric's not here i might be would you guys allow me to talk about it is dragon ball z well yeah yeah, we had a request for dragon ball z updates i'll be back in two (laughs) seconds but go ahead and start Okay, so I am in season nine, which is the very last season of Dragon Ball Z. Um, and let me tell you, I still love that show. That's so good through and through. Um, 
I kind of noticed, uh, I was listening to last week's episode, and I was listening to Corey talk, actually, about the uh, uh, Dead Zone. Uh-huh. Um, so, I'll be at, when he gets back, I'll be interested to get his thoughts on, oh, and here he is, actually. Corey. Yep. Garlic Jr. Yeah. Um, the, um, so, I never saw Dead Zone. So, okay. when Garlic Jr. pops up in season four, the start of season four, I'm like, who is this guy, and why is he more powerful than Frieza? Mm-hmm. Um, but you explaining why he was gave me a lot of context to, like, why, because he wished for immorta- immortality, basically. Yeah. So, it made the season four make sense because I was like, why is this guy here? Why is he more powerful than Frieza when Frieza was the most powerful character in like the universe? I'm like, I don't, I didn't get it. I thought it was stupid. Uh, I kind of was mentally checked out through that garlic junior saga, um, which was only like 10 episodes. But now like that, I know all this. I kind of want to go back and rewatch it because I, uh, uh, I didn't pay attention, but I was just telling Dan that I'm in season nine now. Um, but you said some of the episodes in season nine won't work. Correct. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to have to buy... You have to find an alternative method to watch Season 9. Because the very first episode didn't work, so I'll probably have to buy that one on Prime and then figure it out from there, which ones work and which don't. But um, Boo is a hilarious character, by the way. I don't know if any... You never watched... Ahin Boo. Yeah, I watched the I don't think I saw it, no. It was like the big pink, like, fat character who acted like an infant. I don't. Re- yeah, I don't. I don't recall. Uh, he had. There's been a couple times where he had. He's out there. I like whatever he's doing. It makes me laugh out loud. Uh, I think he's a great character. But it's like this, that season's like really messed up, though. It's like really dark. Um, how far are you, Corey? Or have you stopped like watching? I sort of stopped just because I've been busy at work, so I haven't had the like luxury of mm-hmm. being able to watch. Yeah. Did you leave off on the Frieza saga? I think you said last week. Um, where did I stop? Yeah, right in the middle of the f- eh, middle. No, I think I'm s- still on season two. Honestly, the end of the Ginyu saga. Okay. I don't even think I've started the Frieza saga. Has Goku shown up? Yeah, yeah, Goku's there. Yeah, uh, so Goku's messing everybody up. Well, what blew my mind was I totally forgot that Captain Ginyu had the ability to swap bodies. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what a great power! Yeah. But, uh, it, it's but, it's further it's further to my point like when we were talking about it, and Eric's like I don't understand what everybody likes about it about it how how it being like rooting for your favorite wrestler because they all have like, yeah. their mo- their moves you know yeah and it's you know funny. it's fake but like you still cheer for yeah oh when Go- Gohan was fighting Cell I was like verbally yelling in my room like watching it because I was like yeah get him Gohan <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah. like that exactly it's like a sport exactly. Uh, and it's 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 funny too, Corey, because Ginyu, when he becomes the frog, like persists throughout the rest of the seasons. Like he'll just make a cameo appearance. It'll be that same dumb frog. You know that's Ginyu, so it's just kind of funny. Oh, I thought he died. No, he gets he they uh when they get transported. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but like he gets transported to Earth. Okay. But um, there's another thing. I also think uh, in the newer season or the older, the last, the end of the seasons, like seven, eight, nine. I think Goten and Trunks are actually some of my favorite characters, uh, and they're actually setting up season nine to be a very big Goten and Trunks heavy, because uh, they're supposed to go fight Boo as a seven okay. and eight year old kid, 
which is kind of funny to me. That's why I asked you guys in the group chat, why do the adults of Dragon Ball Z depend on the children to save the world? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Gohan had to save the world from Cell, and he was only 11. So, I have just a, uh, one more question for me on, on DBZ, so we don't go too long on it. But uh, yeah. one of the things I hate about Dragon Ball Z is how it becomes all about the Saiyans later on. Because, yeah. you know, the guys like Krillin and... Uh, Tien and Chao Tzu and you know all Piccolo. those other guys Piccolo yeah like because he was my favorite that's the, the flavor of the show to me is there anything you could do to convince me that it's worth my time uh so go like okay so a lot of the fighting uh is sand heavy uh but the others do participate um like with the with the cell saga like Piccolo steps up a couple times to fight and um um, during the like Garlic Jr. saga, it's pretty much Krillin, Gohan, and Piccolo doing all the work in that one. Uh, it's it, they're 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 present and they're helping and they're strategizing. But yes, like a lot of the killing does come down to like Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Goten, Trunks. Like they end up do, being the ones like all of them will fight, but they won't be the ones to finish off the opponent. Gotcha. Um, and then the Saiyans are the ones that come in and like eventually win out because like the Saiyans have the power of like when they get beaten bad enough they become more powerful. Yeah. So like when they lose know. they get more powerful they fight. Um, I just I just love how how um like Krillin is so important in those first two seasons and yeah what's his name the Saint little fat samurai guy Yajirobe Yajirobe in the first season you know. Yeah, yeah. no, they're still around and they still hang out, um, because it's funny, it's just like, every character that they introduce in this series, like, they never really get rid of, they just kind of like, they all know the like the popular kid, Goku, so then they all just meet each other and they just kind of all hang out, like, at, like, Roshi's house, or... Um, Goku's the glue. Yeah, as the glue, or, like, where Den- like Dendi ends up um, when he becomes the guardian of the earth. Like, they all hang up up, the- up at the top there. Mm-hmm. So, like, they all just kind of, they're all there and present. It just so happens, like, when, like, the main fighting happens and, like, the world's on the line, it is usually the Saiyans that end up being the ones to finish it off. I don't know what happens with Boo. I, I cannot tell you who ends up killing him. I don't know if it's Goten and Trunks or if it's Gohan, Goku. No clue. I just know it won't be Vegeta. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it it's. Uh, I will tell you. Definitely watch up through the Cell Saga. Okay, I think that's because where I stopped originally. Like season six should be. If you don't want to watch more, I can see that. But <laughs> but like Gohan beating Cell is an incredibly cool moment. The Cell Saga is around the time I I got my first girlfriend. So. Okay. Maybe she not. Didn't, maybe, I like he, maybe my timing's off, but um I don't even remember like what was on the original cartoon was it Cartoon Network? The yeah. Funimation run what, yep. did they go through the Cell Saga in that? I think that yeah, was the yeah. last one, wasn't it? Or did they go further? They went I through just remember, everything. I remember waiting a long time for new cuz they would just they would play the first like two seasons and then they would just repeat it. And yeah. I feel like it was years before they finally started putting on new episodes. I think they like changed voice actors and stuff uh, after the second or third seasons. I don't remember. I can't remember the breakdown, but they changed voice actors and the production, I think, took a dive initially, but then then came back up. So that's I I remember correctly. That's another 
question I had about the voice acting, Will. There is a the the version we're watching is the remaster. And uh, I'm yeah. not sure I know there's two there's two English audio tracks and I'm not sure which is which if if the one track is all the original actors and the other track is a mix between the original and the replacements or what? Do you do you have any understanding of that? To be honest, what I'm hearing when I'm watching the episodes is what I remember as a kid. So um, you're, prob- so, you're probably remembering the replacements who might have gone back and done the first few seasons afterwards. Yeah. Because I remember being really annoyed by that too, Dan. Yeah. The the replace replacement actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I said, from what I... Uh, what I'm hearing and seeing and watching is like what I remember hearing and watching as a kid. It could be could be off, but like everybody, like I remember like the first time I heard Goku Vegeta all talking. I'm like, ah, yeah, like I re- remember this. Like, so I don't know. I could be me just remembering. Like I know when they originally aired in like the early '90s or something crazy like that. Like, um, what was I gonna say? They they aired in like Japanese like in the early '90s or whatever, and they didn't come here until the like 2000s, the early 2000s. So, I think like, it was there late was a 90s, huge... but but yeah, late 90s. Yeah, so like there was like a five year gap between when they aired in Japan and actually like here. I remember being surprised that like seeing when they originally aired and seeing like the first season was like '89 or something crazy like that. '89, yeah, in Japan, the first season of DBZ, yeah, yeah. But I'm actually super excited to like finish season nine because I'm going to start watching Super Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, now that, that was my last. Well, I said my last question was my last question, but that was my next uh, quandary: was is Dragon Ball Super? Uh, does that get away from the Saiyans at all? I don't know. I I do know from what I'm paying, like what I'm watching now. It's really cool. It's called the Tournament of Power. Is like the saga they're in, uh, and the gist of it is like the gods of the universe like are tired of watching over so many universes so they pit them off in a tournament what um and like the like goku and everybody's in universe seven and like the winner like of the tournament their universe gets to live oh my the other gosh. ones get eliminated and like the team that they got up they like picked up is goku vegeta gohan frieza piccolo android 17 18 tn master roshi tn um, Tien, yeah, he fights. Tien and um, Master I, Roshi? Yeah, I can't remember the other ones. And, like, I guess they were supposed to get Boo to fight, but something, I don't know what happened. Boo ended up not fighting. But, like, oh, Frieza gosh. and Gohan are out there fighting, and it's just, like, together and, like, helping each other, and it, like, was blowing my mind. So I have to finish and, DBZ before I watch Super. Yeah, totally. Because I don't know how Frieza comes back. I don't know how Android 17 came back either. Like, he was killed last I knew. Wow. So like, there's a lot that's going on that I'm like, oh, I don't know. But like that whole story arc sounded so cool. Yeah, definitely. Like there's also like a like a dark Goku story arc too. Saiyans have blue hair when they transform now. Like I don't know what any of that is. And now I'm like, what? I, I need to, I need to see this. <laughs> oh my gosh, so bizarre. But that's uh, that's the main thing that I'm doing. Like I said, I've got to start playing games because I want to play like finding paradise um, okay um yeah well we're here will i think you might want to maybe we'll want to play life is strange before the storm that was actually my next question was is this a definite must play for me yes one thing one th- yeah uh, one thing i i wanted you to i you're probably aware of this anyway but you play as chloe yeah well i know you don't like very much <laughs> <laughs> okay so i 
just wanted you to know that. But yeah, I, I didn't I, I'd get, be I, interested to see how you feel about Chloe as uh, after playing as Chloe for a while, and if that changes your perspective of her in the first game. Okay, so this is three episodes, correct? Three episodes, yep. Okay, I'm going to play this. I have to do, as I told you guys about that like internship thing that I'm going to be signing up for, I have like 1,200 things to do for that tonight, so I'm going to try and finish it up tonight and probably try to start playing uh, Life is Strange like maybe tomorrow night. It's probably Total playtime is probably about 10 hours. Okay, that's not bad. I'll try to get that in as few settings as possible too so I can burn through it. But yeah, that that's it for me really. It was just, it's been a lot of Dragon Ball Z and work because it's the Christmas time, so I work in service. Mm-hmm. Got to serve the so Christmas folks. Okay. Uh feedback? Yeah. Feedback it is. All right, the first one is from Alex who says, "Pam, this is Pam. Find someone else, I don't know. Ask Phyllis." Dwight. <laughs> I can't use Phyllis. Are you kidding me? The moment she steps off this bar, I'll be launched into space. God, you're so insensitive. <laughs> hey, fellas, just wanted to say Merry Christmas. I hope you all bought exactly what you wanted. Have a great weekend. Nice. Well done. I used to buy myself Christmas presents when I had money. I don't have money this year, but I would consider, because I bought Life is Strange, that would probably be my Christmas present to myself this year. And then, you know, if you get like uh, people always get me Amazon gift cards, like my my in-laws will get me Amazon gift cards for Christmas. That's when I'll buy myself something, obviously. Yes. Oh, that's uh, I decided to buy myself. I think I'm going to buy myself my video card um, because work our holiday party. We everybody got a hundred dollar Amazon card and a hundred dollar Visa gift card. Wow. So that's a pretty good starting point. And there's also talk of Christmas bonuses, like end of year bonuses being handed out. So I'm huh. kind of waiting to see what that is too. But uh, I have a hard time spending like my normal earnings on myself yeah. just because there are so many other things that need my money. So yeah. when I when I'm, that money is like given to me as a gift, then then I turn it around and buy something for myself. So yeah. which uh, is what it was intended for. Right, right. So that's that's what I'm aiming for as a new. Uh, what did we say, Dan? GTX. 1070. 1070. Six gigabytes. I'm thinking I'm going to wait till after the holidays, though, only because yeah. I haven't found a great deal. I bet um, you, I was just going to say they're probably hard to find now. Yeah, yeah. Because probably a lot of people are in the same situation. Christmas bonus or Amazon gift cards that they got from from people right. for, for holiday. Yeah, they're going to be hard to find. I would definitely yeah. wait until probably after New Year's even. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll definitely wait because it, there's also nothing like I'm dying to play at ultra yeah. quality. You know, I can yep. I, I can be patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. Definitely wait and find the right deal because uh, like they fluctuate huge, huge amounts. So yep. it's a vol- volatile market. Will. Uh, I totally spaced on the question. I'm sorry. I was in the chat. Did you buy yourself anything? No, I'm really poor. I have to finish paying off tuition. So I have really no disposable income right now. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I uh, do want to get that Tiny Metal game, though, that just came out today. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you saw anything that... Tiny Metal? It's this, like, a... Advanced Wars successor of Yeah. For the okay. Switch. It's coming out to other platforms, too, right? Mm-hmm. It's coming out on everything, as far oh. as I know. 
Okay, tiny metal it's, with a T. Yep. Yeah, it looks cool. Okay. okay. So that was that was from that was from Alex. So thank you, Alex. Always love the office quotes. Yeah. The next is from Tate, who says, "Hey guys, what's up? This week has been longer than hell as school is over, but I did get." Uh, all A's and one B plus, so that was exciting. And now I'm working full time at a car dealership, washing and detailing cars. It's boring as fuck. And I say the word fuck on this not because I like the word fuck, but because it's funny to hear Dan say fuck because he hardly <laughs> ever, almost never says fuck. Anyways, I beat Fable Three, loved it, and now I'm stuck in one of those weird gaming stages where nothing sounds fun to play. So I've tried Gears of War, I can't get into it yet. I tried playing The Witcher Three again, not into it. I feel like I'm hitting a gaming funk. Any suggestions on something to get me back into this sad time? Uh, also, I know I'm getting some gift cards f- to GameStop for Christmas, so I need your input. What should I get? Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty World War II, Resident Evil 7, or Wolfenstein 2? Also wanted to add something. You guys say a lot, mostly kind of jokingly, I know, that you guys are a trash podcast and other negative things about how you guys run this thing. Well, please stop. You guys are the most relatable dudes to listen to for the normal casual gamers of the world, and you guys are real. Like you say, you don't get paid to do this. You don't get free copies of games. You don't do this as a job, but you do it because you enjoy games and love talking about them, and you want to share it with other people like yourselves. You guys are studs. I love your podcast, and so do many others. So take pride in what you guys do every week uh, with this, and know it is worth a lot to a lot of people such as myself. Thank you for doing this every week. It's something I always look forward to. Tate. Well, thank you, Tate. Very Super much flattering. Wow. Very flattering. I will go yeah. to bed happy tonight. Yeah, most of our joking about that, like you said, it's it's mostly uh, self-deprecating humor. Um, it's always fun to poke poke fun at yourself, you know. It's a defense mechanism, Dan. Be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's covering up uh, our our we- actual weaknesses. <laughs> I worry people at work because I poke fun at myself. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> pe- I'm a Martha. Some people take take it very seriously because I I make fun of myself constantly too, and some people are like, "Oh no, that's not a nice thing to," and it's like, "Yeah, but I'm mostly just joking, you know." Yeah, there's a shred of truth maybe in the jokes that I'm making about myself, but that's what it is for me. I'm just like I'm getting out ahead of the criticism, so it's like, yeah, I've been saying that for years. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know I'm a piece of garbage. (laughs) Yeah, I know I suck. It's just what it is. I, I can I can point to the fact where I said that I suck on episode two hundred and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's yeah, mostly what that's about. Uh, but you, we Tate. we Thanks very much it. do appreciate the compliments. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll take keep them coming. We'll take them. Yes. Who's our goes a little bit? <laughs> who's who's gonna get a big head first? Is my question. What does that mm. mean? Head get first. A big head. Get a big head. Oh. Get full, me. full of themselves. I'll take the probably head. Probably okay. will. Will. All right. Uh, suggestions for something to get him back into gaming. I think you need to. Show. I think Tay. I don't know you that well, but I think you need to break the mold a little bit. Uh, based on all the games you mentioned, very mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, try something outside the box. Try something you. Uh, maybe a genre of game you haven't tried before. Have you ever considered like a Life is Strange or something like that? Um, maybe a nice puzzle game. That Opus Magnum game is getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's available on any console, but uh, at least on Steam. Yeah. Uh, like a good puzzle game, a good uh, engineering kind of game. 
something like that. Just just try to break the mold a little bit and see, you know, expand your your gaming horizons a bit and see, you know, you be might, might surprise yourself. That's yeah, that's good advice. What a system matters too here uh, for what you can because I would suggest playing a game like Near Automata. If he's talking about a game like Fable, that's uh, an action RPG, and Near Automata is like a, an action RPG, which you can play on Steam or PS4. Uh, if you have an Xbox, that's that's that one's not going to work. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's what's nice also about indie games is um, the cost of entry is low compared low, to yeah. a lot of. A lot of mainstream games. I mean, try a game like Terraria or Stardew game, Valley. Stardew Valley or uh, even what are some of those indie games we really like? Faster Than Light or Darkest Dungeon or, or Hyper Light um, Drifter. Uh, Don't Starve. Pyre. Yeah, Hyper Light Drifter. Pyre. Pyre. Um, a great one. Pyre's a great choice. Yeah. yeah. I think we threw out some good suggestions there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting GameStop cards for christmas so he wants to know if she should get he should get assassin's creed origins call of duty world war ii resident evil 7 or wolfenstein 2 you should get yourself one of those coffee mugs uh legend of zelda coffee mugs that has the heart when you have a hot beverage in it it fills the heart (laughs) that's what i would get if i had a gamestop i didn't know that existed that's amazing so i mean gamestop has that partnership with uh, think geek is it exactly yep yep yep. so they have like neat little knickknacks like that in their stores now buy yourself some merch identify identify yourself as a gamer mm-hmm. um but no of those games dan which, which one would you pick i the only one i played was resident evil 7 which i liked but didn't finish yeah um that's also not a long game it's eight ten hours pretty sure so if you're looking to get money's worth out of it that's probably one i would wait on Low replay value, too. Low replay value, yep, because you're not going to be scared as much the second time around when you play that. Uh, Will, I know, has played some AC Assassin's Creed, right? Oh, Call yeah, of Duty. it's a good game. I, I played... Mean, my... No, I didn't play Wolfenstein. I was going to say, I played all of them, but... Yeah, that would be my choice out of those, would be Wolfenstein 2. Uh, but like I said, the only one I've... That's what I would buy. The only one I've played is Resident Evil 7. Um, but of of those games, the only one I still plan on buying is Wolfenstein Two. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Dan. I, I had only played Resident Evil, so I have no added input. I am curious about Wolfenstein, and and I have been about that yep. that uh, revived series. So, just haven't had really had a chance to try any of them. The first one was was really good. So, is this the third one? The second. one that came out this year? Second. There was a standalone uh, like DLC. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Old Blood, I think. New that Blood. Was, was New Blood. Yeah, New Blood. It was, that was the standalone yep. that you could play by itself. Okay. Um. So that was from Tate. So thank you, Tate. Uh, next is from Idaho Jake, who says... Hey guys, what did you ask for for Christmas? I asked for the Oakland Raiders to win so I can get nine points. Now for Idaho, the Idaho Jake's This Day in Gaming History, 1998, Baldur's Gate was released on Windows. Wow. Super Smash Brothers Nintendo 64 was released uh, on the Wii, and Ninja Gaiden arcade version was released on the Wii. And in 2011, Trine 2 came to Xbox Live Arcade. Thanks, guys, and have a Merry Christmas. 
Merry Christmas to you, Jake. Merry Christmas. Uh, what did we ask Santa for for Christmas? I didn't ask for it. Nobody came to me this year and said, what do you want for Christmas? This might yeah. be the first year ever for me. Not that I care. I hate I hate gifts, period. Yeah. I hate giving. I hate getting. <laughs> yeah, no gifts. None. <laughs> um, that's, not for, very, <laughs> that's not a very good answer to the question. No, that's okay. Um, true. I, I also didn't really get asked. <laughs> I mean, my wife asked some, some questions about... Because my clothes don't fit anymore, so uh, I'm definitely going to need some, some new clothes. All my stuff is like wearing a tent, which is a good problem to have, but I also don't have money to buy myself new clothes. It's comfortable wearing a tent though, isn't it? Not really. I prefer like more tight, not tight, but like clothes that fit, fit. But when you're lounging, I have a shorts and a, and a t-shirt when I'm lounging. I have a pair of XXL sweatpants Mm -hmm. that I'm very comfortable wearing around the house. I don't know. I just love it. They're, They're constantly falling off of me, Yeah, but I don't know. I like them. Um, but really the only thing I want for Christmas, and this is not to suck up, but is to spend quality time with the wife without either the children interrupting or the threat of the children interrupting. Because even like at night when the kids are asleep, there's always that pot. Like, like when we watch Game of Thrones and stuff, the older two are always goofing around in their room until... 10 30 11 o'clock at night before they finally fall asleep and there's always the threat of one of the twins waking up regardless mm. of what time it is so just to ha- have some time to just like i haven't unwinded at night in a very long time you know <clears throat> so that's you haven't done you haven't done dan things well i don't i don't even mean dan things i mean me and my wife like just being able to legitimately relax and like I said, not have one of the kids interrupt us or have the threat of one of the kids interrupt us. Because you always have to stay in that like vigilant mode. Yeah, okay. So Just that's can't, can't let it go. That's what I was gonna say. That makes me really nervous about having children because I know, like, knowing in the back of my head that I have a little one who's who's who might need me at some point. Yeah. I'm not gonna cut loose like I would yeah, no, without having to worry about that. That you can't even with a dog. I I stress about that a little bit. Yeah. Not yeah. obviously not as much as if, if if it was a human being, but it's it's a lot more similar than you would think. <laughs> people yes. say people will say that no, you know, animals and kids they're not on equal levels, but it's a lot closer than people give it credit for. Because we had a dog before we had kids, and there's yep. a lot more similarities than than differences good training yeah it is absolutely so that's what i want will what are you asking for for christmas uh pretty much close i uh i'm at the point now where whenever i want to buy something like technology wise i pretty much just buy it so um i'm pretty much just asking for clothes the only thing technology wise i need is a laptop but chromebook man that's what i said I need more than just a Chromebook because I want to be able. To, well, I want to put my music on it, and I use Apple, so like I won't be able to use like Spotify web app stuff like Why that. Not? I, I do want a Spotify be, app. I don't use Spotify. Oh, there's a you can get you can get iTunes on Android. I'm not gonna jump through hoops to get that stuff working. I don't know that you have to jump through hoops. I think it's just. An I app. I also want Steam. 
uh, to be able to play like small stuff like Stardew Valley and like Terraria. Uh, and well, that's a different whatnot. story. Yeah, but I will say, um, Sophie and I looked at laptops at Best Buy, and they are ridiculously expensive. And the the if you spend under like eight or nine hundred dollars, it's a shitty laptop. I couldn't believe and it. I'm realizing that more and more. Uh, when because I, I same thing. Whenever someone's like, I need a laptop, I'm like, get a Chromebook. Unless you're a uh, Apple person, get a Chromebook because it's, it's ridiculous how expensive garbage. they are. Yeah. And you compare it to the like a desktop. I, I granted nobody wants a desktop unless they're playing right. games on it. Right. Um, desktops are super cheap. Yeah. You can get awesome specs on a desktop for like 400, 500 bucks. Yeah. And you, you, if you're looking at a similar laptop, you're looking at like $1,200. Yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah. I, like I said, they make nice ones, but you're looking at at least eight or 900 bucks for anything like decent. decent yeah. So. It's, Anywho. It's, it's, Shitty spot. It's that. It's supply and demand is what it is. There. I mean. Yeah. Nobody's looking for desktops now. Everybody wants the latest and greatest laptop. Yeah. The new MacBooks. The cheapest one is like eighteen hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. Don't get me going on those. <laughs> yeah. That, that's called Ridiculous. the Mac Tax. It's insane. Uh, and Microsoft's no better. I mean. Yeah. The surface. Really not. The surface so Pros are pretty expensive. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, that's a little technology aside. Um, that's it, right? For Jake's, I think he wants the Raiders to win. Don't All right. So this is from uh, Eric, aka Reefer, Reefer, Reefer. Uh, hey, athletes! I got my fiance a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, and I couldn't resist giving it to her early. Any game suggestions beyond Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey? And in the same vein, what games are you looking forward to on the Switch in the next year? The last Nintendo console I cared about was the SNES, so any games from the Wii or Wii U that they're planning on porting uh, will be all new content for me. On this day in real life, on this day in 1620, the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts. In 1937, Snow White cool. and the Seven Dwarves premiered. And in 2012, the world was supposed to end. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. The rapture, right? Yeah. Thanks for the cast, guys. Uh, Eric. P.S. I think I won the game giveaway thing last week. Uh, none of those really appealed to me, so you could toss them back in the list so someone else can snag them. Thanks. Oh, very kind of you, Eric. Hmm? Switch games. Uh, this is my wheelhouse here. Um, I so played a lot what, of stuff on the Switch. Uh, for 2018 was the question, right? Yeah, I mean, or anything that they're gonna, that they're older games that they're going to port. Oh, uh, well, at least for me, one about to come out on the Switch is Project Octopath Traveler. Yep. Uh, which I know Dan has played the demo for. I played a little bit of the demo. Oh, for. it's so good. Oh, if my you like God. old Super Nintendo RPGs, that's it's just that's the game. It's exactly what I wanted. So I think I've, I think I said it on this podcast before. Like I want a uh, an a retro style RPG with modern effects, and yes. that's exactly what that game is with the yep. lighting and the way it sort of plays with two uh, D three D space. Um, really, really cool. You, can, I think the demo is still available to download on Switch. So yeah, as far as I know, give it a shot. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of suggestions. Um, Mario Kart is a good one to play co-op with. 
Um, Splatoon 2 is if you want to have like a weird, wacky shooter. Um, that's a that's a good one. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I uh, can't say enough good things about if you're into strategy games. That's uh, XCOM Light, I guess, for for uh, Easy. Not, not not a great comparison, but XCOM, well, it's just, XCOM better. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't have the depth that XCOM does, but it also uh, is the, simplifica- the simplification works a lot for uh, in a lot of cases on Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It's really an excellent, excellent underrated gem of a game uh stuff that's coming out in 2018 if you didn't play bayonetta one or two those are coming to the switch uh in february um both highly recommended by me especially bayonetta 2 was fabulous uh action action game excellent controls excellent visuals um that's a good one um is 2018 when they're coming out with the pokemon the full pokemon game yeah. Unconfirmed, I think. Unconfirmed. They they said 2018. I'm think it'll be 2019, but I think that Pokemon game is going to be pretty special, honestly. Yeah. Um, the new Metroid Prime Four probably not next year, but that's probably also be a 2019. That's a, that's a big release. We're, uh, we're supposed to get a new um, Kirby game, right? Kirby and Yoshi games yep. in 2018, and. Well, according to GameRanks.com, a new Fire Emblem. The new Fire Emblem, yep. The yep. new Fire Emblem full-on RPG is supposed to come out. Fire Emblem Warriors um, was was okay. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend that, but uh, yeah. And then there's like all sorts of... Darkest Dungeon is one that I've played in the past that's coming to the Switch that's perfect for the Switch. I kept saying I wanted that on mobile, but it's coming to the Switch, so I will definitely definitely buy that one again. It's a perfect system for like grindy games like that. Um, I would like to see Xenoblade Chronicles X come to the Switch because I will buy that immediately. Uh, I think I got like 70 hours into that one before I had to trade in my Wii U. Yeah, man, that was a bummer. I wanted to play more of that. I still have it, I think, for the Wii U. The yeah. In case you happen to come across a Wii U. <laughs> no, I have. I still have my Wii U. Oh, you still? Oh, you haven't traded in your Wii U? It's just collecting dust. It has been yeah, for like. Yeah nine months wow i still have my mario maker i trade mine in towards my switch i'm tempted Uh, they they're they're holding their value pretty well though so if you went to buy one uh new or even used they're close to 200 bucks yeah still for uh, not too worried about it it's essentially a dead console uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff coming to the Switch. Stardew Valley is another one too. There, the co-op update is coming to the Switch first, so you, that's another one you can co-op with the fiance. I think you got to throw the caveat in there that there's a lot coming to the Switch, but I don't think anything's going to be of the caliber that we got this year with Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. They said that they're going to try to maintain that level of releases. I don't think no they're way. Gonna be able to. I, I agree. I, but I it's think like be close. They're going to make an effort. In name okay. alone, they they just can't compete. Pokemon, yeah. easy. If Pokemon comes out next year, it would be Pokemon, and I mean the new Fire, Fire Emblem could be pretty amazing too. But, but it could be, but Fire Emblem does not sell. I'm just speaking on name alone. Fire Emblem yeah. does not sell like Mario and Zelda. No, Sorry. definitely, but I do think that they can match that quality of game. Sure, I'm not disagreeing there. Um. Yeah, it'll be great. To, I, and, and again, like I, I'll keep going back to Project Octopath Traveler. That alone is reason enough for me to buy another Switch. So, yeah, 
Are you getting another Switch, or are you going to... I don't know. Probably not. You should. I think I'm just going to upgrade my video card, and I will just play Please. awesome games. Although somebody <laughs> said in the chat they're waiting for the 1080 so they can future-proof. I'm like, wait. I thought I was future-proofing by buying the 1070. The thing about... The 1080s are out. 1080Ti's are out, too. Um, they're, <laughs> they're expensive as all hell. It's hard to future-proof. Like The 4K is kind of the next like resolution. Um so, like, if you get a 1070, you'll be able to game in, in 4K now. Not on high graphics, but, you know, a year or two from now. It, you really can't future-proof that much. You kind of just have to spend what you can afford to get what you want out of it. Yeah, that's um, a good point. I mean, I'm disappointed that ultra-wide isn't, isn't more popular than it is because I freaking love gaming on an ultra-wide monitor. Um, and you need a little more power for that. Not Not as much as 4K, obviously, but it renders, like, one-third more pixels than... Um, than 1080p, so you do need more power for ultra wide. Ooh, <laughs> it's a little strong. Yeah, that's the last one of those. I'm done. I'm good for the night. Um, I think that's it for feedback. Oh, so we got four, four. submissions. Yep. Um, before before we do the drawing here. Michael in Minnesota, we haven't heard from him in a while. I wonder if he's okay. But, uh, he's on Twitter. We should just tweet him. We owe him some games. Michael, if you're listening, um, just let us know, and, and we'll let you know what games you're, you have. Uh, Jake, we owe... You sent him brothers, right, Dan? Yes. I mean, I, mean, I owe him... It's Civ, one of the Civ games. I think it's Civ 4. Civ 5. Are you sure it's 5? That's what I have in my notes. It could be okay. four. Jake, correct us if you're wrong. If we're wrong, uh, Brutal Legend and Civ Five. Okay. Um, you sent Dave Batman Arkham City. Yes. Okay. I can't so confirm that he got it, but I did send it. We're pretty Twitter. much caught up at this point. So, other than Jake's Brutal Legend and Civ Five. Yes, which I will definitely send. Okay. So let's Hopefully do. Trying to be better about sending the games out right yeah, away. Right away, it's easier um, to do it that way. It really is. We need what we need is an intern to yeah. do all of this. Yep. Uh, one through four, and the winner is da, 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 Tate. Tate. Golden Tate. All right, Tate. You get your choice of games one through one hundred and eighty-three. I'm I'm running out of games. I think when we started this thing, I had like two hundred and fifteen. I have to resubscribe to the Humble Monthly. I'm getting Humble Monthly this month. So there will be some games from that. All right, Tate, your first game up is number 148, which is Crisis 2 Maximum Edition. Probably on... Oh, that's on Steam. Yeah, we should say these are... um, 90% of these are Steam games. If you don't have Steam or don't have a PC that can play these games, feel free to gift them to friends. Um, all you need to do is send them the code. 124 on the rain slick precipice of darkness, episode one. How what many episodes of that are there? Did you play that? Well, that's the escapist, right? No. Um, I'm not sure what that <laughs> what that is. It's the same people that did Call of Cthulhu, right? I don't know. Sure, same I don't team. know that much about it. 
Uh, your next one up is number 44, Game of Thrones, a Telltale Games series. That's a good one. You played all of, all of that, right, Dan? Yep. Next one up, 169, Puzzle Agent 1. I don't know what that is. Uh, is that 4 or is that 5? Crisis 2, Reigns, uh, that's 4. Last one for Tate, number 25. Excuse me. Mythic Wonders, The Philosopher's Stone. I think that's a point-and-click adventure game. but Sounds like one. Yeah, it really does. Okay, so Tate, your options are Crisis 2 Maximum Edition. Good pick. Uh, On the Rain, Slick, Precipice of Darkness, Episode 1. Game of Thrones, a Telltale series. Puzzle Agent one mythic wonders the philosopher's stone where do you guys fall i guess if you're a game of thrones fan i would go with the game of thrones game if you haven't played it yet yeah crisis 2 is supposed to be good right crisis 2 i mean the crisis games are generally well received um but at this point i think we're at like crisis 4 aren't we so a little bit dated there crisis 3 is the last one yeah okay um you crisis noob I've never played a crisis game, so uh, on the rate on the rain's like precipice is supposed to be really good, but I don't know if you're into. I think that's like an, a retro role playing game. I don't know if you're into that. Yeah. I don't know anything about Puzzle Agent One and Mythic Wonders. The Philosopher's Stone I think is a point and click adventure, which is not for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Football. 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 We should, is is this weekend the last weekend of football? No, it's week sixteen. Oh, it's week sixteen. Okay, I think I I think I had all I think I have all the week fifteen submissions. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Yeah, I think we were good. Okay, um, if you guys can call up the scores and yep. the the spreads, um, I think right. we're good on week fifteen, and then we can just do our picks from there. I got it. I gotcha. And we also need to figure out a reward, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, Dan had the uh, Dan had the Bears. Did the Bears win? No. Okay. So zero points for Dan. Did the Browns win? Because Eric and Will both had the Browns. No, they nope. did not. Okay, I had the Steelers. Did the Steelers win? No, they did not. Oh, are you sure, Dan? Because I'm pretty sure the Steelers won that game. That's such bullshit, by the way. (laughs) I I hate football. I really hate football. Yeah. (sighs) That was such a bummer of a game. And I knew knew nothing about it until uh, Uncle Bucky. I took Uncle Bucky out for his birthday. Oh, nice. On Monday, and uh, he told me about it. What a bummer of a game. Um, Ryan and Iowa had the Cardinals. Did they win? No. Zero points Didn't they? there. No, they lost 20 to 15. Oh, I Washington. was thinking they played the Titans. My bad. Um, Miguel, uh, a.k.a. Avenger, had the Buccaneers. They did not win, right? No. The Cowboys. Did the Cowboys win? Dustin had the Cowboys, as always. Dustin always has the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Uh, one. One point. One point for Dustin. Uh, unfortunately, Dustin, I don't think you're going to win at this point because you only have six points. So, yeah. um, Val 
had the Texans. They got crushed. So no points there. And Tate had the Browns, who did not win. Oh. Um, so really, really no change. Nobody got any points. I think, does that seriously leave me in first still? Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. With 19 points. This is ridiculous. I hate <laughs> this. I haven't even looked. Oh, no. okay. I just fly by the seat of my pants on this. Week 16. Okay. Uh, Baltimore. Uh, Colts at Baltimore. No way. Green Bay at, or I'm sorry, Minnesota at Green Bay. Uh, Rodgers is back. Yes, he is. He he isn't. They put him on season-ending IR. <laughs> oh, he's done again. Yeah, they didn't want to risk him getting hurt again because they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Detroit at the Bengals. I could see the Bengals beating Detroit there. Four and a half. Good, too. Uh, L.A. at the Jets. I never... I'll, I will never bet on the Jets. Rams at Tennessee. Uh, Cleveland at Chicago. That's the last Man. chance Cleveland has to win the game. There's really not much. Oh, the Bucks at Carolina? Ten points. That's pretty good. That's pretty good odds, isn't it? Help me out, guys. <laughs> I'm looking for something. You're first. We're not helping. Yeah, I, I don't want to help you. Oh damn! I'm gonna go with Green Bay. Um, okay. No, no, you're, I'm not because you said Aaron Rodgers isn't playing. Never mind. Uh, Buffalo at New England. Do you know it, what? Do it. Do I'm going it. with the Bills. Fuck it. I'm going with the Bills. I'll take the Bills. Give me the Bills. Twelve I points. Thought, I thought about doing that one too. This, that'll be a fun game to watch at the very least, and oh, absolutely more of a reason to pay attention. So. Uh, next up would be Dan, half a point behind me. Um, I'm going to take Miami over Kansas City. Dan's going with the Dolphins. Ten and a half. Um, Will, you're 16 and a half? I am. Okay. So I'm caught up between Tampa and I really want to pick Buffalo as well. So to be different, I will pick Tampa. Over Carolina. Go with the Bills. Then we can, me, you, and Eric can all cheer <laughs> together for the Bills. All right. I'll go Bills. I'll go Bills. Nice. The, the Bills are making a playoff push. They're going to be hungry. It's a big game. Yeah. It's important. It's a huge game. Eric did not have a pick as of yet, right? Nope. He no. hasn't said anything. All right. Are there any other Week 16 picks? There is quite a few. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ryan and Iowa. What do you got, Se- Ryan? Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Another one I looked at too. Okay. Avenger. Miguel. Taking the Bills. Oh, yeah. love it. Lots of people rooting for the Bills. And Tate is taking the Browns. Golden Tate going with the Browns again. What's with his infatuation with the Browns? I think he did the same, same thing that I did. Picked them until they won a game because at some point they were supposed to win. <laughs> and then you get like ten points. Yeah, exactly. We should um, we should establish at least before the end of next week's games, we should establish some sort of reward for the winner. Yeah, uh, Jake has taken Oakland over Philadelphia too. Jake, that was in his feedback. Taking the Raiders. I don't know that we had a pick for Jake last week. And again, if we missed your pick, 
please let us know. We'll go back and verify that you did indeed submit it, yep. uh, and then we'll add it in. Mm-hmm. We're we're pretty scatterbrained, but we yeah we Very do need to talk about a uh, reward for the winner. Sure, of some sort, yeah. whether it's a listener or one of us, I don't know. Okay. Anything else? I think that's everything, right? Mm, yeah. Oh, you guys just got muted for a second. Can you hear um, me? Sorry. Yes. Sorry. That was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ripped my uh, USB out. Oh, uh, gotcha. Uh, so next week, um, thummies, right? Yeah. What? Eric has a baby and can't make it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a week I, away. I didn't even realize. Oh man, I want to send out. Um, I want to send out some sort of. I would like to have some sort of listener interaction. Um, I don't know what you guys want to do. If if you guys want to put like all the games you played into a big list, and then I can create a form submission where listeners pick like the games they think will win certain categories. Um, just something I'm kicking around to, yeah. to get listeners involved. If if listeners have any idea of how to get involved, um, I mean, you're more than welcome to submit your own lists. I can give you the 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 list of all the categories. But um, yeah, we, we we may not get to them on the actual Thummies episode just because those right. are super long. But we'll definitely do it the week after. Yeah. Yep, even if we even if we call that episode like Thummies Aftermath or something, you know, and and yeah. just. Tie up any loose ends that we might have missed from the thummies. Yeah, I feel especially for our like the way we do our awards, it's very subjective. Yeah, uh, which we talk about over and over again. Super subjective. So I would love to have like listener feedback, like what our listeners really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I think it's it's important part of our, part of the puzzle. Yep, totally agree. <clears throat> Jake so, picked yeah. Steelers by the way last week. Did Who they did? win? They lost. Okay. Jake. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is uh, honest. That's a, yeah. All right. That's everything, right? Yeah. Okay. That'll do it for episode three thirty-five of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Black.